Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Fast Break Life NBA Podcast. It's your boy Samuel here. I got Rico here. Rico, say what's up. Yo, what's good, y'all? This is the first of probably four finals podcasts that we're going to do. This series looks like how it looked after today. Uh, We just got done watching game one of the finals. Probably one of the least exciting game ones that I can remember. I can remember the last time I was not really excited for a game one of a finals. Um, probably. Mm. I can't even think of one because like the last couple, last, almost all the fi- recent finals have been fire. Yeah. Especially in, from game one. Facts. Even though like we knew who, were, who was probably going to win, at least we were excited for it. I will say that. Yeah. Because like the matchup was like kind of close. Yeah, I don't know so, what Miami did. <laughs> so we got to obviously start with the bad news first. We got a um, bunch of injuries. Uh, injuries hit this team like the Warriors from last year in the finals. It's just like one after the other. But um, first it was Jimmy with the sprained ankle, nasty sprain. Um, He stayed in the game, though. Then you got Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic never returned in the game in the second half. And they get, they're they saying it's a foot injury. Still have no word on it yet. A lot of people are saying that, that he's probably done for the series. Um, when I looked at the replay, it looked like he turned back and looked as if someone kicked him. Usually that's a sign of an Achilles tear because they say it feels like someone kicked you. So if that's the case for Dragic, I mean... It's really sad to see him go out like that. He's 34 years old, probably going to be his only finals appearance, and he's already out for, like, the whole thing now. I mean... Hate to see it. Honestly. Honestly. And then you got um, Bam still having the shoulder issues from the last series. It was interesting to hear that he said that he didn't take painkillers because he's afraid of needles, but if... He's still in pain by Friday. He's likely going to have to suck that up and take those painkillers because they're going to need him out there. But, yeah, it's not looking good for Miami. Um, I mean, they were kind of already getting steamrolled without the injuries. The injuries were just... Just made it worse, man. Yeah. It just just showed us, like, honestly, if the Heat don't want to get swept, I feel like... They got to hope Bam can at least come back because, man, if, like, because Dragic already going down, that's a big loss. But I feel like, I mean, Kendrick Nunn didn't have that bad of a game. But, I mean, I don't think he should start. But at least, I mean, he'll, like, try to fill that void. But, Bam, that's a workload you can't really replace because Myers Leonard is not doing it. Yeah, Myers Leonard and Kelly Olenek are not doing what Bam was doing the last couple series at all. And yeah, I mean, that's if they lose Bam, that's a huge blow. That's their defensive anchor, one of their main playmakers. Huge for them on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's just, that's a huge blow right there. And I'm trying to look to through Twitter to at least get a read on what Jajic's injury condition is as of right now. It'll probably be released by the morning, but 
Um, one thing I see a lot of people saying is this is going to bring up a lot of those, those, those wasteland, the, the narrative wasteland where people are going to be like, oh, bronze ring. It's going to have a little something, something by it now because, you know, two key guys from the heat are out. They already and, started the narrative, honestly. <laughs> they, I mean, I don't know if you saw like Skip Bayless in them, but Skip was already saying like, <laughs> this is his like easiest road to ring and like all this other stuff. And, and this injury going, and this injury, honestly, it's just going to make it worse for real. <laughs> honestly I mean you can make the argument that this might be one of his easiest paths but I mean this he the easiest yeah you think it's the easiest his easiest path all right so if we look back the last one he won in 2016 he claimed that one made him the goat which is funny because I, I have a comment I do want to make about that later on about what he said about Spolstra, about playing against Spolstra. Um, let's see, that's 2016. The other one he won in 2013 against the Spurs. That was pretty, that was, that was a tough one. They won seven games that series. Yeah, that was, yeah, both of those, was both, both of those series, I think they played them back to back. Yeah, that was, that was hard for him at least. Um, and then 2012 against the Young Thunder. <laughs> I think I think this one might be easy, especially if Dragic and Bam are out, because those are like the two main offensive pieces that have been rolling, that have elevated their games to higher levels in the playoffs or the Heat. And if those two are done, then yeah, I feel like this is the easiest one that he gets. I mean, some people may argue, hey, he's due for an easy finals because, you know, he's had to deal with the Warriors all this time and whatnot. <laughs> That's I true. mean... I mean, hey, if 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 that's what you want to go with, by all means, go right ahead. It's just funny seeing some people um, saying, oh, you know, the injuries, oh, it don't matter. You play who's in front of you. But like probably, probably those same people was the same ones like, oh, 2015, Steph had it easy. I mean, what happened to play who's in front of you? I mean, but it's going to be interesting to see who gets finals MVP from this series. Because um, AD put up some, like, pretty, pretty good numbers first game. First ever game in the finals. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. And that might play a role into, you know, how the voters vote. You know, how they love their narratives. And, you know, they'll be like, yo, AD came in his first finals and he put up, like, 30, 12 and, like, and four and, like, he had like two blocks a game and he was just like killing it on both sides of the ball. And you know, once the media gets, they just need one story and they roll with it. Max Kellerman is literally waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Max is literally waiting for that. Yo, they're all, they're all waiting in the, in, in, in the shadows right now. Just waiting, waiting for 80 to put up like 37, 11 and like three in the next game. They'd be like, look at what Anthony Davis is doing. He's carrying LeBron in his in his, in his first ever finals. It's gonna be crazy. For real. I think honestly, I think AD is gonna win finals MVP, but I feel like if this is really like, you know, clutch media, clutch sports, and you know, the LeBron legacy, they're gonna give it to them. Yeah, they just might they can be like year 17. He's done it. 
Yeah, honestly. <laughs> you know how they roll, especially ESPN. One one funny tweet I saw from earlier this morning was um someone was like, if the Miami Heat by some miracle do pull this off, the first question Rachel Nichols is gonna ask Eric Spolstra is, Do you feel bad for winning this knowing that the Lakers wanted to do this for Kobe? <laughs> 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 you know that's ESPN body right there. You know nah, that's their body. They love that Kobe narrative. Honestly, they've been put. Honestly, they've been pushing that narrative pretty hard. I think. I think earlier in the season, I don't remember when they were talking about it, but I remember they were saying how like with like Kobe's death and like the Black Lives Matter thing. This is like, like this is like all this pressure on LeBron and like all this other stuff. I mean, granted, there is some pressure that comes with that. But, you know, them, they were just, like, really running with that. they just been pushing that, like, the Kobe death. And how, like, basically this entire run is almost, like, dedicated to Kobe, essentially. Yeah. But, um... I mean, yeah, I'm looking at replays right now, and it doesn't look good for Drogic. Like, it looks like a non-contact injury. You know, non-contact is always the worst. Because you don't know where it's coming from. People think it's because he stepped on Rondo's foot. He barely stepped on Rondo's foot. He looked like he got hurt before that. And he, he himself on the bench on the bench when after the play happened, he just looked like like devastated. Like he knew like it was raps. So shout out to Dragic for a remarkable playoff run. I did not see this coming from him. I don't think anyone saw that coming, honestly. I mean, probably, probably Heat fans did, but like us people that don't watch the Heat that often, we didn't see this coming. Like, I mean, Dragic is okay, but like, really, like, I, honestly, I never really saw Dragic making, like, even like getting to the playoffs, honestly. But I guess he finally found a team to help him, you know, make that push. But like you said, it's sad to see that, you know, the injury looks like he might not return and this might be his only shot because he's old and who knows that he might not even make it this far because, you know, some more people is coming back next season and things like that. Yeah. Um. So I have, I have a couple things I noticed in this game. So the Heat's depth, that's something that everybody's been praising for like all the playoffs. And it seemed to have failed them this game is safe to say hero was like a minus 35 39 for the game it was igadala was like a minus i know he's a minus 30 something as well i know he was a minus 27 in the first half and they they just they just didn't look like they had it at all and they looked out of sync honestly they just looked like i feel like they gave up by like the second quarter for being real yeah and it's surprising because he he you he usually looked like the team that had the other team intimidated in most of the games that they played, especially in that Milwaukee series. They looked like they had Milwaukee like done after like game two. Where I honestly, um, it's just it's just being in the finals. This is like a different stage because I mean, I mean also with like Tyler Hero and like some of the younger guys. Well, sp- specifically Tyler Hero. He was coming off like, you know, a hot stretch, you know, last series. And 
for him to try to follow up in the finals is definitely going to be hard. So, I mean, I feel like the Heat, they got to, like, get back in sync. Like, I feel like they got to, like, they got to hit more shots, definitely. And honestly, they can't be playing people like Solomon Hill and like Myers Leonard. I mean, I know it was I know it was late in the game, but like nah, Solomon Hill cannot nah, be suited. They up. was playing <laughs> Solomon Hill like first quarter minutes. I was like, bro, what? Oh, nah, that's wild. I was like, I was like, yo, is Eric Spolstra good? Like, why are we seeing Solomon Hill minutes in the first quarter of a game one of the NBA finals? I didn't even know Solomon Hill was still in the league. If I'm being real with you, I like after he was on the Pelicans, I thought he just you know like went overseas, you know, just called it quits or something. But, <laughs> nah, was he was on the him. Nah, he was on the Grizzlies, and then what you call it? He got traded in the in the Iguodala trade with Jay Crowder. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's how he got there. But yeah, I don't know what they was doing. They put him and Derrick Jones Jr. in in the first quarter, and I was like, "Yeah, this game is wraps." Yeah, like they can't have Derrick Jones Jr. on LeBron either. Like LeBron was like honest. Like they gotta also fix their matchups. Like I don't know, man. And honestly, like I thought Bam was gonna do a little bit of like a better of a job, like you know, guarding AD. But I mean, granted, he did get hurt, like you know, later on in the game, but. AD, I don't think they have an answer for him. So I think this series might be as good as done, honestly. Yeah. I mentioned when I did um like my mini, mini, mini finals pre- pre- uh, finals preview the last episode. I was like, the key matchup here is going to be Bam versus AD because we've seen Bam match up against um, Giannis. Uh, Daniel Tice is not really that much of um, a matchup to really... Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny before that series is because before the series there was an anonymous scout that said that the Bam Tice matchup was a wash, and I was like, "What? Tice is not as good as Bam. Like, what are you saying? Tice isn't good at all. I mean, he's better than Cantor, but that's about it." <laughs> Honestly, but yeah, what you were saying about matchups, I saw a lot of Jay Crowder. There were some moments of Jimmy Butler and even Iguodala guarding um, Anthony Davis. And I was just like, you sure you want to do that? And then there was a lot of packing of the paint, which led to a lot of wide open threes by the Lakers. And the Lakers got hot. They were like 11 for 17 or 18 from deep in the first quarter, in the first half. And from there, it was just no looking back for the Lakers. Once you get the Lakers wide open threes and they start to like hit them consistently, like Danny Green was hitting threes. And that's when you know yeah, the game that, is over. Yeah. That's a fact. Because Danny, honestly, if I'm the Heat, if I'm Eric, if I'm Eric Spolstra, I would know by now that Danny Green, he's not going to really get his jump shots falling until he's playing in the finals. And you can't be giving Danny Green those kind of looks because he's going to knock them down, honestly. Yeah, he's like a 47% um, three-point shooter in the finals. So, you know, he waits to the big stage to finally get it rolling, which sucks for Miami because they were probably counting on him to miss. I mean, he still got KCP to miss. KCP was the one that actually got them back in it, too. When they were down like 23-10, he had some big threes early on to um, get them back in it. So, I mean, the Heat can definitely 
can definitely, you know, try to turn it around. I mean, I had the series going to six, but we gonna have to see, honestly, because, I mean, <laughs> these injuries is crazy. And they just yeah. lost by, like, 20. <laughs> so And it was down by as much as 32. So, yeah. It's looking scary out there in South Beach. Yeah, I know there was hype after they finally got to the finals again for the first time since 2014, but it looks like it's going to be a quick trip. <laughs> they got to start packing like right now. Right? Because <laughs> what you call it, Jimmy looked okay. Jay Crowder was shooting pretty well. But if Bam and them is done, yeah. Because I, I had Lakers in six, but I also, t- I said in the group text earlier, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami could, you know, flip this on their back like, 04 Pistons style or like 2011 Mavs style. I mean, this series is not done yet. It's just game one. So we can't overreact too much. But from right now, it looks bad. That's facts. Um, Some other key things that stuck out to me is I think after the Lakers, after the heat went up, the Lakers went on like a 75 to 30 run spanning from like the second quarter to like from, I think from the first quarter all the way to like the third quarter. And they were just, they were just going in and it was mainly because of the threes. Once the team gets their threes hit in, it's, it's over. Facts. The Lakers, they also got, uh, they also got a lot of second chance points. Shout out to Dwight because Dwight really like, Revive his career at LA. I mean, last time he was in LA, you know, the, the the stuff he went through when he was there last time, you know, Kobe calling him soft and all that other stuff. I mean, I saw him, you know, he's he's fighting for rebounds down there. He's he's gotten them a couple second chance points. I didn't see Dwight really like stepping up the way he's been doing in the like the last couple rounds of the playoffs. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. Um. What you call it? I, like I had here in my notes, I said the the Heat. They look like a team that this was their first time being in the finals, and for majority of them, minus Iguodala and Haslam, this is their first time Haslam being in the finals. Though. Haslam definitely doesn't count because Haslam, he, <laughs> he is clear. He's a motivational speaker for this team. <laughs> he's he, <laughs> he's a motivational speaker in uniform. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen him in a uniform. I've seen him in the warmups. Like, I've yeah. Seen him, I've seen Haslam in just like, it's clear he's not there to play. And I'm not mad at it because, I mean, he's just that there for that veteran presence. But, like, like you were saying, like, it's clear that this is definitely their first time. They're and, like, nah, they're, they're just like, the inexperience is starting to show. And I don't like, I don't know if Iguodala is going to be able to rally them together or something or if Jimmy's going to be that guy, but they're going to have to like work and see. But like you said, it is just one game. Yeah, it is just one game. And um, apparently Larry Sanders is still on drugs because he said, (laughs) is that the guy from the Bucks? He used to be on the Bucks. Um, He said, dear Miami Heat, I can guard Anthony Davis. See you this summer. Yeah, he's definitely on drugs, hundred <laughs> percent. Even even in his prime, I don't think he was guarding Anthony Davis. If I'm being real, <laughs> bro, I don't think in his prime he could see Ennis Cantor. Like, <laughs> what is he saying? 
Um, and we just got official word of um Goran Dragic's injury. He has suffered a plantar tear of the left foot. So yeah, yeah torn plantar fascia. It's not looking good. Yeah. This series is done in like four or five. Five, yeah, I give I give Heat at least one game that might that Lakers go a little bit cold from three. I'm hoping they get one game because they get swept. It's gonna be sad, honestly. I don't want to see them get swept. I kind of want to see it. I want to see at least six games, honestly. Yeah. But I feel like the Heat, they can, I f- if anything, like you said, the Lakers go cold one game. I feel like Eric Spolcher, he got to like either out coach them one game or something. Like, yeah. We don't have to see. But, um, what else do I have here? Um, let's see. Carol started the second half because Dragic's injury. Bam, bam, yeah, Bam, Bam was struggling also offensively because you know it's not that easy to shoot get, shoot over Anthony Davis. It's way easier to shoot over Daniel Tice, who's like six eight and playing center. So, I think AD's length really bothered him, along with um, Dwight for a bit. But I did notice in the in the first half when they were struggling with Dwight on the floor, the um, Vogel did pull Dwight and played AD at the five like full time in the first half. So that was interesting to see that in-game adjustment because we know AD doesn't, isn't really fond of playing the five, but you know, it's the final. So you're going to have to do it, whatever it takes. Um, Some NBA news that I did not get a chance to talk about. The Clippers let go of Doc. I did not see that coming. That shocked me. <laughs> I was looking at my, I was sitting in, in my, in my room. And I was looking at my phone and all of a sudden I see across the top of my screen. I was like, Doc got f- not fired. I don't want to say fired because it's like they said they came to a mutual decision. But it's like, yo, that was crazy. Nah, like, <laughs> I think I saw a post. It was saying how <laughs> Paul George got Doc Rivers fired for shooting four for 17. I also saw... <laughs> I also saw another thing. I don't know how true it is, but I think they said like they're like looking to like they might be looking to move Paul George. That might not be true, but I think I saw that <laughs> they're looking to like move him for like some other pieces in like Brooklyn or something like that. Well, um, I mean, I don't know about Brooklyn, but because that would be a dumb trade for the Clippers to do. Okay. But, um. I would not be surprised because Balmer's involved now and Balmer's the one that got Doc out of there. A lot of people thought it was Jerry West, but it was it seemed to be an owner thing. Um Balmer did get um Doc out of there, even though I think he did speak to Kawhi and PG and they couldn't convince him to keep Doc. So that was an interesting wrinkle in the story. But it is gonna go ahead. No, I was saying I'm interested to see who the Clippers uh, pick up for their new coach because I don't like – I feel like the only coaches available is like what, Ty Lue, like Jason Kidd, Dean Tony. It's probably going to be like Ty Lue or probably Sam Cassell, two guys that have been there already and they kind of know the guys there. So it, it wouldn't be such a such a rough transition, I guess you can say. I mean, hopefully, 
I mean, they, I, I don't even know what the Clippers would do. I think they just choked so bad. Like, I don't even know if it's really the – I mean, you know me. I'm I'm all for getting rid of PG because, you know, I believe he sold everybody out. But <laughs> I think as a whole, like, honestly, they might have to just get rid of, like, all those other people they just picked up just to, like, make that playoff run. Like, you know, like the Reggie Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson, Joakim Morris. Noah. Yeah, what was Joakim that? Noah, yeah. Especially Reggie what Jackson. Reggie that? Jackson played terrible. Reggie Jackson played terrible that whole thing. Like he like honestly, he he didn't even look like he should have been playing out there. He should have like like everyone else, you know, like Marcus Morris and all them. I don't even think I've seen Joakim Noah take an NBA floor <laughs> in a Clippers uniform. So that's just bad. They gotta like move those players around and Trez is gonna I, be out of there. You think he's leaving? Definitely. First of all, one thing, he's rep by clutch. So <laughs> gotta get that money. Clutch, clutch is gonna get him his bread. And then the Clippers ain't gonna want no clutch ops in their locker room. Cause who you think leaked the story about Paul George? Remember the the story about um Paul George giving like a speech and like players rolling their eyes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like yeah. That had to come from Trez because we all know Trez had the issue with him in game two. They verbally had a disagreement out loud. Um, and, you know, Trez is clutch. So, you know, and who leaked the story is um, Shams. Shams, the, the reporter, rep by clutch. These, these, it's all, it's all, it's all connected. All these interwebs, they're all connected. That's true. Who you think going to pay Montrez though? I mean, I feel like some people will pay him because, I mean, he's not bad. Team. Yeah, he's not bad, but I don't think they're going to really, really, like, give him, like, a max, nothing crazy like that. The Hornets? That would be – I mean, you can't put nothing past Michael Jordan and that, that, that Hornets <laughs> team. It, though, they signed they, – they drafted Michael Kidd Gilchrist after and that. And Cody Zeller. And Cody Zeller, yeah. There's there's nothing else. You, can, you can't put nothing past that team. So, so who knows? He might actually go to Charlotte. <laughs> Um, also, also some other NBA news is, um, actually before we get onto that, Doc did meet with the Sixers today and he did watch the game with them, the, the finals game that was on today. So that's interesting. I think he's taking that job. I don't know how he goes with, um, how he, how his game plan goes with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid or, um, if he decides he wants to get rid of one of them. I don't know, but. We'll see how that goes. Um, I also saw that for that 76ers coaching job, they was also looking for Mike D'Antoni, which is very stupid. <laughs> but, you know, the 76ers, they don't make good decisions. And I mean, I'm, they, don't, they, <laughs> they turn it into the Knicks. Nah, they're still, no. Honestly, I'll, I'll, up, honestly up top, up top they're, they're, they're turning into the Knicks. The 76ers, they have no excuse. They were tanking for like so many years. They got all these draft picks. They ruined Markel Fultz. And then they have Ben Simmons, who just don't want to shoot. And then now they're trying to sign Mike D'Antoni, where it's clear that his offensive scheme doesn't work anywhere, no matter who you have. He had James Harden, and it didn't work. And if you think he's about to come to Philly and then use like what Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, like that's not happening. There's no way. Like, yeah, I don't see the fit there. But hey, can't put nothing past them. 
So back to Goran Dragic, more news. He has been able to put pressure on his left foot and hasn't ruled out returning to play in the finals. So there is good news there. Very interesting to see. So hopefully he can make a return. Yeah, I think if anything, if he doesn't return game two, I think he'll come back like game three or four. Just to like, you know, probably, I mean, (laughs) game four might be a little late, but uh, I think... I definitely think uh, he might set out like maybe one game just so he doesn't like really aggravate his foot or something like that. Yeah, and he's entering free agency. I don't. Uh, I mean, it is the finals, but do you want to ruin your chance at getting pretty significant bag? He could. I see him getting like a a pretty significant one year huge deal because just because of the the playoffs alone. Alright, I feel you. I feel you. But um, one key thing is um. Joe Johnson, he had suffered a torn plantar fascia in his foot in game two of the 2013 first round versus Chicago. He did get an injection in his foot before each game, but he would struggle to shoot, shooting 25% from three and 42% from the field. Went two for 14 in a game seven loss. See, at that point, he didn't need to suit up. Yeah. But, you know, these dudes, they want to hoop. And it's the playoffs, finals, whatever it is. These guys want to—they want to lace them up on the biggest stage. I mean, it's, if I'm Dragic, I will probably play. And I mean, he could get a decent one-year deal, but if, if I found him, I'm not banking on it. I'm going all in, try to get this chip, even though it's probably not likely. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, that's how some guys end up hurting themselves even more, as we've seen with KD. Although there's a lot of speculation that the Warriors' doctors had something to do with it, but KD said himself that it didn't have anything to do with that. Um, Jimmy Butler reacting to the news was like, be ready to go with or without Goron. We're capable of it. We have to be capable of it. And, you know, that's the response I expected to hear from, from Jimmy Butler. Man's a trooper. He he's trying to get he's he he's a hard worker and it, honestly I'm glad to see Jimmy and his, like he's working out so well with Miami because he was called the problem in all the other places and honestly it just shows that you know he just wanted to win and everywhere else just wanted to lose so, especially Cat yeah Cat I mean he he he's suffering from that that syndrome you know he got he got paid a little bit he don't gotta he feel like he just gotta chill you know you know the Kyle Kuzma you know he's not he's not he's nowhere like Kyle Kuzma don't get me wrong <laughs> but you know similar you know off-court tendencies so <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um some things that we're looking f- for in game two as we wrap this up here um Game two, hoping that Bam is good to go. Don't know about Goron yet. We'll see about him. Um, Tyler Hero definitely has to be more effective in this game, in game two. Igadala also has to be more effective. Duncan Robinson with the donut in 20, yeah. mi- 27 minutes. I was just about to say that he was, he's not shooting the way he was shooting like everywhere else, like in the other series, I should say. But I mean, 
me when I was looking forward, like looking like looking into the future for this series, I had a feeling like you know the young uh, the young players on the Heat just would you know not necessarily freeze up, but essentially freeze up uh, in the, on that stage mainly because you know they'd never been there before. And you see that with Duncan Robinson because he had a donut. You know, he's like missing open threes and things like that. Looking like Danny Green a couple of series ago. So I mean, and he only got up three shots, and that may have more to do with Bam not being in the game because I know a lot of his offense kind of relies on Bam because him and Bam have this significant um, two man game that they really have good chemistry with where. Bam will get the ball. He'll 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 give him a little handoff at the same time. Set a little screen that gives Duncan Robinson just enough room to get his his shot off. But I, I'm the Lakers are probably the Lakers were probably just like from what I saw, the Lakers were just trying to get rid of that. So that's why he probably didn't have that much shot attempts. But also Bam not being there for a good majority of the game also kind of stopped that. So, but yeah. Um, less less Solomon Hill in game two. Please, no more Solomon Hill. If Dragic isn't ready to go, I, I hope Kendrick Nunn can have the same effect that he had at least today scoring-wise because he, he, he did produce 18 points off the bench in basically garbage minutes. I mean, most of the second half was garbage minutes at this point, so. Where they got to, they definitely, they got to like, they got to hit more open shots. Like, Duncan Robinson, I think he got to get it clicking because I feel like the Heat kind of run this kind of offense where it's like, you know, because Jimmy doesn't really shoot that, like, that well outside. So it's like, I feel like Duncan Robinson and, like, Tyler Hero, they kind of space the floor for them. And without them spacing the floor, they can really, like, hone in on, like, a Jimmy Butler and, like, everyone else that got on the floor who can't really shoot. So they got to get that together. Yeah. And they already starting Tim Duncan slander on the timeline. You gotta be kidding me. Yo, really? If AD wins one chip, they really gonna start saying he's better than Tim Duncan? This is crazy, man. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm not sure who I who I will put over who yet. I gotta look at do some more research. Cause I mean. Tim Duncan is not a flashy player, but that man was pretty nice. So yeah, I mean the five chips already speak for themselves. So, but you can also make the argument that, like you know, he kind of did get. I mean, I'm just saying for argument's sake, you know, he got drafted into a good situation almost because you know that entire team. Of course, no doubt about that. Because you know when he got drafted, he had uh, what's his name again? The admiral. Oh, they had he had him. And then after that, you know, he had Tony Parker and Nemanja Ginobili. Which but they I weren't mean, nice off rip. Yeah, that's he had true. To, he had to let them adjust. Very true. So, I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm not going to debate it, <laughs> but it can swing you the way, in my opinion. I, I feel like AD just got to do a little bit more before he's better than Tim Duncan, I would say. I, I like to hold off on ranking these dudes at least until they accomplish a little bit more in their career or at least have a longer substantial career i can respect that yeah we got to see what 80 does because like 80 could win this ring and then like never win another one again and then everybody's gonna be like and i'm not saying the rings is like the only thing that contributes to it but like you know there's a whole lot of other factors that that contribute to this 
It's funny because a lot of people are comparing the two after in the series with the Nuggets and then AD came out with two two straight games of having like less than like what, five, six rebounds. So kind of want to be careful when jinxing these players too. Facts. Yeah, but I think one thing we also underestimated in this series was how good the Lakers' defense is. I mean, they had one of the top-ranked defenses throughout the regular season and throughout the playoffs. And I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot because, sure, when you think of Anthony Davis, you do think of defense. But, like, some of the other guys, you don't really think of defense when you think to the, think about them, especially the way certain, certain guys struggled throughout the playoffs. Like, KCB had his rough moments. Danny Green's had his rough moments. Rondo wasn't really all the way there in the regular season. Um, Caruso's known as a pretty good defender. So, you know, I think everybody just stepped up their games come playoff time to a whole nother level. And their suffocating defense is what led to them getting stops and then them getting threes against the Heat in this game. And that's what opened it up as well. Spikes. So we will be back after game two. Hopefully this series looks a bit more entertaining because halfway through the third quarter, it was basically like just done and there was nothing to really look for anymore. We'll be back after game two. Make sure you check out all the links in the show notes. And that's it. Peace.